Hey everybody, it's the Title IX Podcast and the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. I'm Steph Copley with the newly haircut, cutted, hair, yeah. haircutted. I'm a supermodel. Alisa Woods. The supermodel, Alisa Woods. Not only did she get her hair cut, she got her brows waxed. And what did you tell me when you, when she rips off the hair on your face, you feel... It makes me feel alive. alive. <laughs> God, you guys, 2020 has really been a hellhole. But when but she, she rips that hair off my face, I just feel like somebody cares about me, all right? Elisa's feeling good tonight. <laughs> Many people have just like, nope. <laughs> They're done. Click. They were done. over it in the first 20 seconds. Well, you guys are going to miss out. Yeah, because it's an action-packed episode. We, uh, have, we a special, have a guest. Yeah, we have a special guest who's going to be joining us momentarily. Um, once we talk to our guests, we'll, of course, talk about the victory over Texas because, you know, kind of a big deal. And then it was a, since we've last potted, we have some women's basketball, men's basketball to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you saw, Elisa, but it was a pretty historic weekend for women in college football and in the NFL. Oh. Yeah, I don't know if you caught that. <laughs> we have some takes. We have some takes. We have some hot takes. Sizzling. I voice texted a lot of them to Steph, so I'm going to try and read them, and they're not going to make any sense. Kind of like Matt Campbell's uh, coach speak, right, Jared? <laughs> there was like a Florida in there somewhere when I looked back. I was like, what the hell? Like, it was just one giant paragraph yeah. of Elisa's listen, stream of consciousness. Listen, Siri. <laughs> we are, of course, sponsored by the Ivy College of Business. Do it. Hootie hoo. I like it. That sounds like a we just beat Texas hootie hoo. Yeah. <laughs> sure did. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is also fueled by Cody Road Bourbon. Find this Iowa made whiskey today at your local liquor store. <laughs> local liquor store. <laughs> if they don't have it, demand it. So thanks to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company for supporting us as always. I got to tell you, I broke out the CF staff blend after at halftime of the Kansas State game. Tasted pretty damn good <laughs> and i decided to wait until the end of until the clock ticked to zero zero and the texas game just didn't feel right breaking that out at halftime of that game just oh, didn't have the same level no. of confidence nerves were shot it tasted even better after that game nice. so thanks to you guys at mississippi river distilling company Really quick, I want to give a shout out to our super patrons of the week, Bob and Marsha Walsh. Uh, Bob and Marsha met at Iowa State, and after they graduated, they got married in Marsha's hometown of Barnum, Iowa, and they've now been married for 39 years and have three daughters. Bob's favorite Iowa State memory was tearing down the goalpost in Kinnick Stadium in 1978 after the Cyclones beat the Hawkeyes 31 to 0. I like it. That's a good one. That is a good one. (laughs) Bob and Marsha support Cyclone Fanatic because they live in the Quad Cities, and according to Bob, it's hard to get decent Iowa State stories on this side of the state. That's a direct quote from Bob. <laughs> so thanks to Bob and Marsha uh, Walsh for their wonderful support of Cyclone Fanatic. As always, if you're interested in becoming a, a patron, there's several different tiers. Check, check us out at cyclonefanatic.com for all the perks. And one of those perks that we told you about in our last episode, the chocolate episode, was um, an extra discount code for chocolates from Van Veen Chocolates. And this is a perfect transition by me. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. I heard all Master the clapping. Master transitions. <laughs> because our special guest tonight is Matt Miller, who is uh, one of the owners of Van Veen Chocolates in Pella. So we're going to get him on the phone, find out about you know their story, how they got to where they are, and the Iowa State connection, and why they, why they decided to do business with us crazy people over here at Cyclone Fanatic. So we'll get him on the phone, and we'll talk to him next. Okay, we are joined. 
joined by Matt and Marja Miller, uh, who, I guess, are you guys the owners now officially of Van Veen Chocolate or how does, what's your title? Yes, we're co-owners. Uh, we took over for her parents. Her parents started this 25 years ago. And your parents are Jill and Chuck Van Veen. Is that right, Marja? Correct. Okay, so tell us a little bit about how this chocolate store started. Um, so basically, um, my dad started it about 20... Seven years ago? Yeah. Wow. But who's counting? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and basically started with the peanut brittle recipe that my grandparents had been making and Pella for since the 1950s. And it just sold so well at some craft shows. He's like, oh, I should do this. So he came up with like toffee and some turtles and just kind of worked his way up from that. Um, ended up getting a certified kitchen and eventually moved out. He started in Newton and moved his way to Pella and had a shop there. His dad was born in Pella. We actually live in the house where he grew up. Oh, wow. According to her dad, our kids are the fifth generation of Van Veen blood in the house. Oh, wow. That's really incredible. So what chocolates did you add? You said that he had the brittle and a couple other ones. What did you add? Well, can I actually jump in and ask a question before that? Because it might help. Wait, Mel, I'm sorry. I'm jumping. I'm stepping on Elisa's toes and she's rolling her eyes at me. But I guess I'm just curious when you guys got involved. Were you always involved, like as a kid, or did it start later in life? Well, uh, we were living in the Ames area, living and working in Ames uh, and surrounding communities, uh, Zering to be specific. Um, and we would come down and help out quite a bit off and on like tulip times or big events like weddings and whatnots and uh eventually as her parents got older they were looking to reduce their hours and after much consternation we finally took the plunge okay now you can ask okay <laughs> the question that i'm sure you're not expecting is what what did you add like what were the recipes that you added once you kind of took over Oh, we've added um, like cookie but butter, and which actually we've had to do a twenty twenty redo on that. We lost an ingredient this year, oh, geez. and so now it, it'll be called a slightly something else and have a couple different ingredients. I'm voting for version two. Yeah, <laughs> it might be better. That's right. Yes, I love that. What about the marzipan? When did that come around? Oh, that kind of started with us. I mean, my dad hadn't messed around with it, but at that time it was, had slowed down enough. He was just kind of selling it out of the back of his trunk. <laughs> well, I think you perfected it. Yeah. yeah, that was one of the things you tried. That's one of my favorites, I think. Yeah, I think once you try it, it's, you know, people really like it. And so you said you said you spent a lot of time in Story County, and you're both Iowa State grads. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> let's go with that. Yeah. Let's, um, <laughs> I love it. And in one of your emails that we exchanged, um, you mentioned a couple of f favorite Iowa State memories. So I guess now's a chance for you to tell us. Well, I was at the Troy Davis game where he got 378 yards. Um, a friend of mine I was working with at the time. Uh, 
we were standing on the hillside back then i was a smoker and back then in 96 you could smoke in the stadiums mm-hmm. outside and uh it was it was phenomenal and um I, I don't remember much about it. There may have been a lot of tailgating before and after, <laughs> possibly during. But uh, I was, as I recall, I was there. Um, Somebody told me it happened. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of them. I kind of forget what other one I emailed. So what did you? What made you guys decide that you wanted to be uh, associated with all of us crazy people at, at Cyclone Fanatic? Uh, well, personally, I've been listening and doing the website and doing the podcasts. Uh, I was first introduced to Chris uh, on the Steve Day show. So when he first hit the, that, is, and at first I didn't like him because it was a change. <laughs> <laughs> First, I didn't like it because he's obnoxious. No, that's not what he said. He said it was a change. He said it was a change. And uh, it's gone from there. And, you know, we in this 2020, uh, I started emailing Chris uh, early in the spring. It's like May-ish. He was calling for sponsors. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're trying to figure out how to get involved and uh, – every penny counts so our pittance that we're pitching in um hopefully it helps well one of the coolest things about cyclone fanatic excuse me is the way that cyclone fanatic um supporters rally around businesses that cyclone fanatic seems to partner with so i think that's really cool and why don't you tell us ways that we can help you i mean what what do you want us to do throughout the holiday season um i know you you're doing something this year where you can ship directly to um, gift recipients and things like that. So tell us a little bit about how Cyclone Fanatics can can help you guys out. Well, uh, our products, everything's handmade, and I want to specify my wife is the talent. I'm here for proud <laughs> You're a smart man. I'm shipping and receiving, um, and I can ship to you or ship for you. So if you got family out of state, uh, you're not going to get to see them. We like to think our chocolates are one size fits all. And if for some reason they don't like what they receive, somebody else will. That's right. (laughs) Send it to me. And, um, and just tell everybody, um, I think the shipping deadline is December 10th to make sure they get it by Christmas time. Correct. Uh, so, uh, with the preparation times and shipping lead times and, uh, the unknown world of 2020. Uh, we have a cutoff date of December 10th. If you get your order in on that day, we're guaranteeing that we can get it there. And I'm crossing my fingers when I say that. <laughs> um, it depends on how big the order is. This, you know, the smaller the order, the more. And your website is vanveenchocolates.com, or people can visit you in Pella at the storefront, right? Correct. Okay. And um, there are, we do get lots of visitors in Pella, uh, but, you know, with the whole mask situation and everybody's got a different comfort level, we do require masks uh, when you come visit us in person. Uh, so keep. And if you uh, don't feel comfortable this year, go on the website this year and then make it a trip next year, right? Mm-hmm. Me and my mom are actually going to go out. 
Do it? Yeah. Good. Make a trip. And Pella is a great place to visit. We're encouraging people to consider. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the tulips are always great in the spring. Yeah. To do. Yeah, come in the spring instead. There, there you go. You don't even have to wait till next Christmas. <laughs> Is there a favorite um, product that you guys have, like a personal favorite? Uh, that's kind of like asking me which is my favorite child. Uh, that's fair. Uh, mine's my oldest. No, I'm just, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. The other one just poops and sleeps, so he hasn't had a chance yet. <laughs> uh, it it kind of changes, kind of like uh, meals, you know, or the drinks. It's I go through phases. Sometimes it's the coffee. Sometimes it's the stokies. Sometimes it's uh, the Dutch crunch. Sometimes it's all of them at once, and then I regret it. <laughs> I feel that strongly. <laughs> and we're going to use this. Uh, you want us to use the uh, promo code Cyclones for a 7% discount on all of your website orders. Is that right? That is correct. Okay, perfect. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. Is there anything else you wanted to ask? No. Or? Okay. All right, we actually, we're on a Zoom call with Matt and Marjo, so we get to see them. Uh, so we'll wave goodbye, but for the rest of you, we'll tell them goodbye. And again, check them out at vanveenchocolates.com or check them out in the town square in Pella. Thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. Thank yes. you for having us. Thank we appreciate you. it. And we look forward to listening. Sounds good. Happy holidays. Yeah, back yep. at you. Be safe. <laughs>
I questioned whether I actually felt good several times. I think that I just prepared myself to be okay with losing. Yeah. That's why I do that. Okay. So I also would have been okay with losing if Texas would have been the better team. But when we gave up those six free points, I was like, dang it. This is exactly what I don't want to do. So I don't know. I, and my favorite, I will never forget my reaction, you know, like a family's reaction and going on Twitter and seeing everyone's reaction. Yes. And I, it's a bummer that we can't do things together this year, but I will have, when I look back on this season, I'm going to fondly remember the community that we've kind of built on Twitter, which is a weird thing to say, but I mean it. Like yeah. I, I log on and I'm like, this is going to be awesome. Like I know who I want to follow and who's going to make me laugh and who's going to piss me off. Yeah. But it's just, I mean, that's what you would get in a tailgate yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> or a game watch or whatever. I just have to say like, I don't know if he's my favorite or my least favorite but Alex Gookin <laughs> he Alex love you love your wife more you stress me out man you stress <laughs> me out and she has told his wife has told me that he is just like insufferable if they <laughs> lose which I totally understand yeah. because as am I yeah but um he posted this picture of all these like spreadsheets yeah, and stuff that he made heartburn <laughs> it got me pumped I was like looking at them and zooming in and stuff I was like yeah so for advertising for Alex who sells nothing um, if you want a good Twitter follow for Twitter during cyclone games Alex is awesome I just I cyclone Twitter man you have been fun this year yeah. and I love you all and it's it's funny too because we all have our things in our like little superstitions now and everybody knows <laughs> them and I just I don't know I feel like it's a giant virtual tailgate yes but that um, Matthias's video the reaction uh, video I've watched that n- numerous times I cried so many damn times on Friday it was just I don't know I don't know it and it just it was nice it was in a year where there have been a lot of crap things it just felt like man we finally got this one <laughs> yes and when we actually won my son was asleep so it had to be a oh. very yeah like he missed oh, that field goal we were, we were both like <laughs> <laughs> so immediately after it happens you know like lose mind cry whatever and Corey had been asking me to read her a book for like several <laughs> minutes and I, I just kept saying like you have to give mommy a minute to calm down and she was very patient about it but finally probably f- I don't know, 10 minutes after the actual game was over, she's like, mom, will you read me the book? I tried, you guys, I tried to sit down and read it. I couldn't focus. I'd get like two words in and think about something that happened during the game. I was not a good mother that day. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't care. You said, listen, girl, learn to read. You're in kindergarten. Tough out here on the streets. (laughs) But then I'm sure you saw my tweet, that little stinker. She said, Mom, can't we have something fun for dinner? Because the cyclones. So she knows exactly what she's doing. I love it. Yeah, a little maniacal five year old. (laughs) Uh, Do you remember when we played Okie State and we botched that stat that Bloom said uh, about us never having beaten a ranked team on the road while we're ranked? Guys, we did it. <laughs> we did it. And I listened to Bloom and, and Chris's pod this morning, hoping and praying that he wouldn't remember that that was a statistic that he and he didn't. So that's my stat now, Bloom. <laughs> that's mine. <laughs> we didn't even have to phone a friend. I own that. Yeah. And also, happy birthday, Coach Campbell. Yesterday, right? I don't know. I think, I think he's forty-one. Oh. Yeah. Big things happening for you in year forty-one, Coach. Yeah. Big things. In Ames and nowhere else. Period. Period. That's all we're going to say about that. <laughs> so you think uh, you think we're going to clinch this thing by us beating West Virginia? Or you think- nope. 
Well, you're obligated to say that at this point. <laughs> I'm stressed out. I think, I mean, there's all, like, there's seven different things that if... I think it's nine, right? I don't know. I thought oh, it was seven. Oh, it doesn't matter. But they, Several. Right. They, they all have to go a certain way for us to not... Yeah make it yeah we're gonna be fine but you know what i just want to take care of business our way right because at that point you're eight and one in the conference and what a year right i want it to be in our hands yeah like it should be that would that would feel like the poetic ending that we deserve it would and then i don't uh this will i don't even never mind i was gonna say something about attendance because i heard uh jamie pollard talking about it on the way here in the coach's corner but anyway, the point is on Tuesday, at some point, they're going to release it. And by the time you guys listen to this pod, you'll probably already know. So there's mm. no point in analyzing that. Okay. Just dated myself. <laughs> Anything else you want to mention about? No, I just thought that, yes. I don't know why I said no, but yes. Um, I just thought that it was interesting. Like, so Brock came off of probably his best game yeah. to play another fantastic game. Yeah. And then Brees had his worst game. Yes. And still had like 91 yards and a touchdown. I'm and, sorry. If that's your worst game. Like, and on the last drive, it was his breakaway run that started it. You know, yes. so yeah. Yeah. It, it just felt like all, I mean, and you're right, because you have what has been our offensive weapon suddenly sh- shut down. I'm right. using air quotes, right. but for what he'd been. So. And I just think that it's, it would be looking forward to the next game. I don't foresee a athlete of that caliber having two down games, down game. Right. It's not, a, it wasn't a down game. I'm not even going to say it was no. a down game because he still played phenomenally. It was just his first game under a hundred rushing yards for the season, for the whole season. But I, I foresee him coming back kind of with a vengeance and wanting to say like, you know, I'm still elite. I'm still here. I'm so, still a Heisman candidate, yes. baby. Yeah. Do you know what the forecast is for Saturday? Or should I look really quick? Cold and crappy. I think, you know what, Steph? I think we're done with the nice days. Uh, well, 46 and sunny. That's not bad for December. I guess. I'm just trying to. I whatever. would like it to be cold. <laughs> I just want nice field conditions is all. Sure. Okay, fine. Well, we're going to beat West Virginia, <laughs> and then we're going to clinch, and then we're going to Dallas, baby. Yeah. I <sighs> wish we could all go. I'm stressed to the max. That's how it should be. Do you want to talk right. about men's basketball? Yeah, let's talk about men's basketball, because I watched every single second of the men's basketball game. I was like, I'm not going to miss two games in a row. Um, but yeah, I loved the game. <laughs> I enjoyed it so much. Did you enjoy the first half? Did not I, enjoy okay. the first half Jared whatsoever. Did, I can confirm Jared did not enjoy the first half either. <laughs> but here's the thing is that like, so Arkansas Pine Bluff got off to a 10-0 start, 0-10, whatever start. And... I just didn't, I did not think that that was something that they could maintain, you know, right. I, I well, just don't wasn't. think that a poor team can maintain, it's a game of runs. And so I, I wasn't stressed out. No. Cyclone Twitter was stressed yes. out. I just, <laughs> it was doomsday. I just, I didn't say anything, but I just wanted to be like, guys, this is what right. non-con, especially in a year where who the hell knows what our practices look like. Right. And it's going to be ugly. You're starting freshmen, like a You've lot of injuries. Right. And a lot of the players who are going to play a lot of time aren't seeing a lot of time. Like Solomon Young didn't get a ton of time. Like Condit didn't get a lot of time. The That's for a reason, right. you know, they're working in these younger guys and seeing where they can fit in. And I wasn't concerned about it. I said, like I said in my mind, I should have said it out loud, but we're going to play like this in the first half and then we're going to get a, a 20 point lead 
lead yeah. and end up winning by 20, which is pretty much what we did. Yeah. That's how, I mean, that's how those games yeah. should go. I, uh, I, I don't know. I, we shot four of 18 from three in the first half right. and two of nine um, from three in the second half. I'm just curious. Obviously, we're going to be shooting the three ball a lot. We went eight for 14. Oh, did I from look three. at three in the second half? In the second half. Sorry, I looked at the wrong. No, screen. yeah, we we shot like fifty-seven percent in the second half. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you're right because we made twelve threes. Yes. And, and that was yeah. Okay, you're right. Sorry, I looked at the wrong. No, yeah. But so threes were oh, that threes. Actually, it was like okay. That actually makes me feel better. Team. Um, that it was more consistent. In yes. Both halves, but yeah. anyway. Yeah. No. The the first half was pretty poor, but yeah, the second half we picked it up and shot our threes a lot better. Um, and then I thought that Xavier Foster when he came in, I. I've been looking forward to I him playing for a long time. I watched him play high school ball. Like I, I, I was excited for him to start. I'd start playing. Like he didn't come in until the second half, but he had two big dunks and a rebound within two minutes or something yeah. like that. That's exactly what we expect out of him. Yeah, that type of player. Yeah, so it was good for him to kind of get off to a hot start. And he'd he'd been down. I think maybe I don't know an injury or he he wasn't a concussion. I think it was is what it was. So he wasn't for sure that he was going to play. So it was really nice to see him and we tweeted from the title nine um twitter that we were excited to see him and he liked it oh i know that's awesome love it hope you're listening <laughs> we're fans be our fan we'll be your fan well that's good i mean I think it's going to be a lot of living and dying by the three, but hey, whatever. As Bloom said in their pod today, hopefully we can sneak up on a couple of teams with that, you know, on a hot shooting night. And yeah. I don't know. I think, I mean, live and die by the three, but we have some big men. Yeah. You're, I just think it's going to be kind of, if if that's any indication, yeah. that'll be more of the game plan. Yeah. I guess. We'll see. I don't know. It's tough Everything's to, up like, in the air. we were talking about this. It's tough for Razier Bolton to be basically, like, the best player on the team. Like, he would have thrived a couple years ago on on a team being kind of a role player, and he's just going to have to step up and be the best player on this team, which is tough, but hopefully he's up to it. Jared wrote a lot of words on this game, and that was kind of <laughs> one of the things he said where Bolton goes, the team will go. Yeah. So if you haven't checked out Jared's column, it's a lot of words, but it's a lot of good words about <laughs> what to expect this season so there you go there's my compliment to jared for the night i'm done love basketball done. i love basketball you guys and i love that jared loves basketball too <laughs> do you want to talk about the women sure okay let's do it so it's been an odd start the women are currently tonight as we record one and one coach fenley's out with exposure to covid but i don't think he's had a positive test yet right they opened the season with a 69 to 43 win over uno started four freshmen which is pretty awesome it was a little rough in the first half a lot like the men 12 turnovers in the first quarter alone i was listening to that on the road and man turnover (laughs) turnover turnover it's like oh my god how many are there right but ashley jones did her ashley jones thing 25 points um and then she played an even better game on Saturday, though it was a loss to SDSU. She had uh, 36 points and 12 rebounds. Her 19th career double-double. But again, that was a loss. So that's a bummer. Now, the Cyclones dropped from 15 in the country down to 23. But they're still in the top 25. And it's exactly like you and I just talked about with the men. You never know what's going to happen in the non-con. Yeah. So I don't think it's anything to freak out about. But I don't know. Without Coach Fenley, with a lot of freshmen playing, it's kind of... 
we'll see what happens yeah i just, i don't know i don't i just don't put a lot of stock in the non-con but also i'm like i'm afraid to get excited about a season just because of the way that the season ended last year and i know that this is different but because you're afraid we won't get the ncla tournament yeah. i mean i am pumped for the women and i you're i i need to prepare myself for something like that i think but uh, so Big 12 play starts for the women on Wednesday. They play at TCU and then they play a couple more non-conference games, including Sunday against the number one Gamecocks in Ames. So it's going to be something to watch definitely this this next uh, week or so for those Cyclone women. If they can play well, they have they have the opportunity to be a very high seed, I think, because they play Baylor and they play... Yeah, and they have ridiculous talent. Right. It's just right. a matter of figuring out how that all right. works. They just they have the resume to be a very high-seeded team, I think, in the tournament. Uh, Coach Fenley, I saw our favorite Connor Ferguson, a.k.a. Scoots, <laughs> Scoots, tweeted, it's not entirely clear yet if Coach Fenley gets to coach on Sunday against... Uh, wait, Saturday. Sunday. Sunday against the Gamecocks. I sure hope he can. Yeah, me not too. Not that Coach Steyer is not completely capable of doing it, but right. it's your head coach. I mean, right. you're used to having him barking at you on the sidelines. And so. I want it for him, too. I, that's a great point, too. So, you know, Coach Steyer, we love you. Yes, we do. <laughs> but uh, we want everything back to normal. Um, coach Steyer, <laughs> you're going to adopt me. Just ask your daughter. We already worked this out after COVID's over. You're adopting me. Cool. Thanks. Thanks for the invite. I'll guys. wear, I'll wear heels. Uh, you're not tall enough. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the, whole, the whole family's real tall. <laughs> Am I taller than you? <laughs> Are you taller than me? I'm five nine and three quarters. I'll wear some extra. What are you high five heels. three? Five five. Thank oh. you very much. So anyway, men play on Wednesday against SDSU. I don't feel great about that game. The women play on Wednesday against TCU. Don't know how to feel about that game. <laughs> Guess we'll see. Stress to the max. We'll take a quick break, and then we need to talk about history, also known as herstory. <laughs> All right, we are brought to you by Authentic Brand. Authentic Brand is more than just your source for official Cyclone gear. With an amazing team of designers, Authentic Brand can custom manufacture polo shirts, jackets, caps, bags, and beyond for your team or small business. Check them out online at authentic-brand.com. Look authentic, feel authentic, be authentic. Be authentic. Oh, you know it now. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Okay, let's talk about it. Sarah Fuller, Vanderbilt. 6-2. Boss babe. Boss babe. The first woman to play in a Power 5 football game. And I don't care what you think. I thought it was awesome. I don't give a <laughs> flying flip what you think. And if you don't think it's awesome, turn unless off you this, think it's awesome. <laughs> if you don't think it's awesome, you turn off this podcast yep. right now. Get out. We don't want you. <laughs> so she kicked off. She was the kickoff in the second half. It was a squib, 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 yes. squib, squib. So <laughs> squib. Some people think that it wasn't, but here are my thoughts on it. I think. I think that this, this coach did not trust the other 10 players on the team to tackle the returner and did not prepare his star soccer player to tackle a returner and said, please just kick something they can't return, which they couldn't. No. They just had to fall on it at like the 30. Was, yeah. Okay. All right. Let's talk a couple of things about this. First of all, Vanderbilt sucks. <laughs> Their coach got yeah, fired. So. Got the can. Got the can. All right, this is my take that I didn't tell you in, via text message. 
she did a better job than our special teams did for several <laughs> kickoffs. On, I'm serious. Well, Texas is starting on the 35 to 40, sometimes a 50 yard line. Good point. So why are we criticizing her for if we can't kick it in the damn? Well, Do you want to no. know why we're criticizing her? Yeah, sorry. Because she's I, a girl, <laughs> and guys are scared that it's just gonna be. There, guys are just afraid that it's just gonna be a bunch of girls playing football, and we're not gonna let the guys in anymore. Guys, That's what they're really afraid this of. This is the problem. Like, One of my life rules is to not read the comments. Oh. Right? I didn't read very many comments. What I was seeing was, you know, like people retweeting things and saying things. I wasn't even seeking this out. It was an unavoidable, and I'm just over it. I'm, I'm over it. it. And then everybody got butthurt that <laughs> they had her do a halftime speech. Listen. Listen. She's the only one who knows how to win. That's why she gave a halftime speech. Not even the coach knows how to win. Guys, and also, they asked her. To, it's not like she was like, excuse me, everybody. Right. Excuse me. I'd right. like to say something here. They asked her to do it. Right. What's she going to say? Right. No? Right. I mean, I guess she could have said no. Right. Okay. And then do you think it's news if Trevor Lawrence goes to the women's soccer team and gives a speech? No. No? no. I don't think so. No, it's not. Like, Trevor Lawrence, I told you this. Trevor Lawrence is showing up to every single sport, giving halftime speeches at every single sport at Clemson, even, like, the rec leagues. He's showing up and giving <laughs> every single solitary one. He's everywhere. Right. And you're going to cry about her coming in and telling some dudes who haven't won a single game how to get hyped on the sideline? Come on now. All right. And I have to, I think it was Ben Bruns, who I respect dear, greatly and think wonderfully of him. He was cool with it, but he said something, you know, to the effect of you don't come into a locker room of guys you don't know. And had she come in there and stormed in and said, you let me speak. Right. I, I can agree with that. But everything I've read has indicated that she was asked to do that. And it's hard for me to believe that she doesn't know all those guys. Like, knowing the way the athletes kind of intermingle and spend a lot of time together, I would guess, like, she knows a lot of those guys. And, I mean, the soccer team is good. Yeah, and did you, if you haven't seen it, we should retweet it from our accounts. She she uh, dropped the mic today on Twitter. Yeah, she, she basically did. said, I'm just going to put this right here. And it was a video of her... I don't even know what the word is. It was a bomb. She kicked. She's a goalie. Yeah. And she kicked it essentially the length of the field. And then someone from her own team assisted yeah. into the goal. So she, it's not a, a matter of whether she has the capabilities to right. do this. I mean, they had just won the SEC tournament on yeah. Sunday. Right. And then five days later, she comes and plays on the, on the football team. And it's not like she just showed up and said, like, listen, we're making a movie about me and I'm pretending to be a it. dude. You're right. Like... And, and the other part of this that, listen, Vanderbilt's football team is not good, okay? Right. If you go to Vanderbilt's Twitter feed, it is all about her. They very clearly intentionally made this a thing about her because they knew their team sucked and this was something positive to, not to distract, I'm not right. suggesting they, did, they distracted, but it was <laughs> something to grasp on and say, this is really cool, our team sucks, but this is something that's really cool. Right. So they capitalized on it. And now she's being criticized right. for that. And, it and just, guess who didn't get them within field goal range and who didn't <laughs> score any points so she could get the extra point? Like, guess who did that? Yeah, you The other men on the team. Like, I'm, <laughs> They're I'm, just bad. Yeah. It's just not a good team. And I'm sure that they're perfectly nice people. And I, I would venture to guess that a lot of these guys in the locker room 
really don't care if she gave a halftime speech. Yeah, I don't. I don't know where the outrage. I think the. I think you're right. I think the outrage was probably outside outrage. Right. The out, outrage is from the couch surfers. That's my opinion. The Cheeto eating couch. I surfers. honestly have like a crick in my neck from being so worked up over this. Yeah, you got me fired up when we were texting today. I don't think I could turn my head anymore. <laughs> Just turn your whole body. I know. I think we're in swivelly chairs. I don't know if you saw, uh, Sue Bird tweeted, all her tweet was, it just said, word of the day, squib. I thought that was <laughs> awesome. But uh, she was also, it sounds like people, ath- female athletes reached out to her, Billie Jean King, Hope Solo, Mio Ham. I saw uh, Megan Rapino tweeted. It was just really cool to see the female support. And I will also add, there was a lot of male support. A lot of national writers thought it was really cool. Oh, yeah. A lot of local writers thought it was really cool. Yeah. Um, you know, like I saw Ali Farouk Manesh's daughter watched it. And I will say, Corey saw her getting up, you know, heard him talking about it on game day, saw her mm-hmm. get off the bus. And then Nora, who's three, she saw, she kept saying things like, where's the girl football player? So this stuff matters. Yeah. And if you don't think it matters, pull your head out of your ass. You said that too. And she has to be so like perceptive because I watched her get off the bus too. And there's no men around. It's a bunch of women around her. She's not wearing anything football. You know what I mean? Like she just picked up on that. Yeah. Well, because it's probably because it's game day and she knows football players are generally men. And so yeah. she saw, this is not normal. Yeah. I don't know. And it's been a year of things like that, of seeing females in roles that we don't normally see them in and every time it happens I'm simultaneously like this is awesome and then I get the flip side of it of my god like why are we having all these firsts when it's 2020 and my kid is five my other kid's three but I I would (laughs) rather have it happen than not happen so whatever did you see the NFL news uh the Browns chief of staff Callie Brownson I think that's how you pronounce it she became the first woman to coach an NFL position group uh yesterday because their tight ends coach was out for um didn't the 49ers have a position coach? I don't think sh- it was like the coach in the game. Gotcha. Yeah. She coached in the game. That was the, that was the history. Sweet. Yeah. Cause the, the normal coach was out for paternity leave. What so, position was it? Tight ends. Get it girl. I know. And I, I meant to go see what a chief of staff actually means because to me that always sounds like a legal position yeah so i started thinking i wonder what her background really is but i i forgot so i'll have to update you on that thanks yeah sorry guys (laughs) and then you noticed the we had a female referee in the men's basketball game yeah i did uh, yesterday and uh i think it was brent bloom who tweeted um that she has done big 12 women's basketball and wnba and g league games for several years i they every once in a while had a woman at the wolves games Actually, pretty often they had. I think one time they had two of them were women. So basically, we rule the world. So we're taking over. <laughs> pretty soon pretty it'll so- be just women, and we'll pretty be. Pretty soon it's going to be shocking yeah. when a man trot, a man trots out. Right. Of the field. Like, God. <gasps> Who let him What's out there? he doing here? <laughs> God. <laughs> Guys, we're being ridiculous because it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Just let the people play and who want to play. Yeah. Don't and yuck somebody else's yum. <laughs> I don't know. That's a wine thing my mom I says. I love that. <laughs> I feel like we should just end on that okay. because it's really good. Okay. All right. So next time we're on, we're going to have clinched the Big 12 title game and go into Dallas. Knock on some wood. <laughs> go Cyclones. Go State. <laughs>